Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. I hope you didn't miss us too much last week as The Wrap took a brief vacation, but we're back and ready to give you a lot more valuable insight into all that's happening at Michigan Medicine. Now, if you took a vacation recently and missed any previous episodes of The Wrap, don't worry. You can find all of them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. You can also find new episodes each Friday as part of the headlines we can review. With that, let's take a look at this week's featured stories. On Wednesday, Headlines readers learned the inspiring story of a patient who received treatment from Michigan Medicine's Addiction Treatment Services. The patient, who went by Howard in the story, struggled with drugs and alcohol for nearly four decades, but has now been sober from alcohol for 22 years and clean from opioids for 11 to discuss his story and much more about addiction treatment services, we're joined by the director of the U of M Addiction Center, Dr. Fred Blow. Dr. Blow, thank you so much for being here today. I'm happy to be here, Dan. So before we dive into Howard's story, I know that you've spoken many times in the past that addiction is a disease, not a moral failing. Can you expand on that thought? Sure. So despite all the things we know about the neurobiology of addiction, that is, it's a brain disease, There is tremendous stigma that's associated with addiction. Mm -hmm. And we need to counter that with understanding that people have loss of control, they have increased tolerance to the alcohol or drug they're using, Mm -hmm. and they have significant uh, withdrawal symptoms when they stop using. So it's a physical addiction that is determined mainly by the neurobiology of what's happening with those individuals. Yeah, and Howard in his story talked so much about some of the withdrawal symptoms that he would go through time and again whenever he tried to quit. Exactly. Yeah, so let's turn our attention to Howard, the the patient who shared his story in headlines. Uh, When he talked about the care he received at Michigan Medicine, he stressed that that it's not a 12-step program, but a program that is medically based. Can you tell our listeners what that means and what sort of care your team provides? Sure. So we try to address the concerns for the whole person. And we start with detoxification if they need it. So we really are trying to address safe detoxification for individuals, uh, which may be assisted assisted with medications. Uh, We are really interested and committed to uh, addressing uh, psychological, psychiatric comorbidities. They often co-occur with substance use, like depression, anxiety disorders, other kinds of disorders. So we really are trying to address the, the entire person. We uh, also provide psychotherapies for individuals and for groups so that people can have better insights into the kinds of problems they've had and what are the determinants of why they have those problems and the extent and, and nature of those problems. And then finally, we also provide people with medication-assisted treatment. So we really are an integrated uh, program where we believe that we want to customize our approach to the individual, and we provide a range of services for those individuals. With that wide range of services, I'm sure there's a wide range of of, uh, experts there as well, right? Doctors, nurses, and other sorts, social workers. Who else is in That's That's exactly right. We have psychiatrists. We have Uh, psychologists, we have social workers, uh, all working as a team to provide the optimal care for individuals and customized care for individuals. Now, Howard called his time with you, which is still ongoing, actually, but he calls it, quote, profoundly useful and emotionally transformative, unquote. Why do you think that is? 
I think that, um, you know, Howard's story is just very inspirational because he was able to gain insights into his addiction and understand that uh, you can't just separate out parts of your life and, and expect that the rest of your life is going to be okay. You can't just separate one medication, one one uh, drug problem from others, that it really is a holistic uh, issue and that gaining that insight really helped him move forward in terms of addressing his addiction and getting into stable recovery. Uh, he also uh, talked about repairing relationships and uh, figuring out other ways to use his time and to have sober time to be able to understand that and really uh, grow in that. You know, in, in so many ways he healed. He had a sort of holistic healing around lots of different elements, and I think that really made a major difference for him and was very profoundly uh, influential, influential in terms of getting him into long-term sobriety, which is actually very common. Many people who go, who have addiction problems feel like there's no hope, that there's hopelessness in this. Families and, and friends feel that this is a, a hopeless condition. But we know that addiction is a recurrent, relapsing illness that takes a, enormous time and effort uh, and uh, fortitude to overcome. We also know that many, many people get into long-term sobriety that are able to get off substances and make a huge difference in their lives and their families' lives. And I think that hopefulness is something that we also try to inspire for everyone that comes through our program. Right, because I think that that's sort of the one of the misperceptions about it too, right? That you sort of, you're, you're sober for a finite period of time, whether it's two weeks or two years, but at some point you'll slip back, right? Right. And that's one of the misperceptions probably about some of the treatment they get. What are some other misperceptions about addiction treatments? You make such a good point. I mean, I think that's absolutely right, that you know, people sometimes uh, relapse and feel like that they'll just go back to their old habits. Mm-hmm. And what we try to train people and help people understand is that uh, you know, how to deal with relapses, how to, how to move forward beyond relapses and make sure that people understand that. But there are many other misconceptions that people have that are real barriers for people to get to treatment. And that, those include things like, well, I'm really not like the rest of people with addictions. Mm. I actually have a job and I go to work. I'm not homeless, one of the misconceptions that, that people have. Uh, you know, I'm not unemployed. I actually uh, function. I, I take care of my family. I bring in an income. All of those things uh, don't relate to me as an addict. Yeah. In fact, they're very relevant because addiction can affect anyone and uh, all walks of life. And we see that in our own treatment programs, but we also see that in our lives. And so, um, you know, other things that uh, are common misconceptions is that, you know, addicts can quit if they want to. You know, it's all about the person wanting something rather than craving or other physiological addictions, which is the reality. The science tells us that. It's not just willpower. There's more to it. And, and what we try to do in treatment is to you know, address those kinds of concerns. Uh, another misconception is that you have to hit bottom. You have to have your entire life in shambles before you can go to treatment. And in fact, what we try to do is encourage people to seek help earlier 
because we know that that can work really well for individuals and that hitting bottom is a misconception that is a barrier for people to actually uh, go to treatment or, or get help. And so uh, those are some of the common ones that I think about uh, when we start talking about those uh, misconceptions. I think those are two great points. Um, and because when I'm thinking back to when I first interviewed Howard, one of the things that he pointed out and that he said he, he didn't want his story to be defined as unique. Because when it started, he was saying, oh, I'm sure that my drug use and my alcohol use is different from everybody else's. You know, I can't relate to anyone else. It's just me and my story. And he's like, but everyone thinks that way when it's not just your story. It's a lot of other people's story as well. We have more really warped perceptions Mm -hmm. about what our behavior is, and we can justify our behavior and our our addiction in many different ways, and that's what people often get into. Uh, There's the idea both for the person affected by alcohol and drugs as well as the people that care about them that the person can change if they want to. And so if we give them enough support, if we give them enough you know, uh, uh, help that they can actually change. And that is only partly true, that we also know that the forces at work in terms of addiction are very, very strong. And so we structure our treatments to really help people get through that and really try to move forward. And I think Howard really illustrated that in, in his really compelling story that it, it can affect anyone. And we know in America that one in two American families are affected by addiction as a direct family member. It's a very, very common. The problem is we don't talk enough about it. And we don't really talk about, well, why is that? And and how do we uh, really change the conversation from a conversation that it's your fault to a conversation that you have a medical problem? Mm -hmm. And we're going to address that problem as a medical condition. Now, if one of our listeners is listening to this and it it feels familiar to them, whether it's them themselves that have that medical problem or a family member or a friend, how can they reach out and get the help they need? So a simple way is to call the scheduling hotline, which is 800-525-5188 for the University of Michigan Addiction Treatment Services. Someone on the line will talk with the individual and uh, schedule an initial intake appointment so that they can uh, uh, find out what is the nature and extent of their problem and uh, ultimately, I hope, get treatment. The number, again, is just 800-525-5188. And one last thing I want to touch on with that is in terms of privacy. Um, I know that your team takes great care to protect the privacy of patients. This is something that I think employees struggle with, right, is is reaching out for help from their own employer. And uh, can you talk a little bit about how you will ensure that they will have their privacy protected? There are strong federal protections for substance abuse records. It's the technical uh, regulation is 42 CFR Part 2. It's a very important uh, regulation that protects the confidentiality of medical records, uh, all related to substance abuse, which includes any identification, any mention, any uh, diagnosis, prognosis, treatment, All of that is protected information and is a separate class of medical record information that's kept private and confidential. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Blow, for all this potentially life-saving information. If you want to learn more about Howard's story or how you can receive help, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you can check out other big stories from this past week at Headlines. 
For instance, readers read an interesting Q&A with Dr. David Miller, Chief Clinical Officer for University Hospital and the Frankel Cardiovascular Center. The Mott Teen Advisory Committee also shared how they are impacting the patient experience at Michigan Medicine, and the organization outlined some important changes coming soon to parking areas on the main medical campus. Find all those stories and much, much more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the Employee Perk of the Week. Last week in Headlines, readers learned about Swim Across America, a fundraiser that will benefit cancer researchers, including those conducting clinical trials. So let's stick with that swimming theme. Did you know that all Michigan Medicine employees can get an exclusive discount to Aqua Tots? That's right, the swim school specializing in year-round lessons for kids of all ages gives employees 10% off all regular rates. The school has locations around the area, including in Canton, Novi, and Farmington Hills. Go to aqua-tots.com to learn more about that offer. And to swim away with even more deals available only to Michigan Medicine employees, go to mmheadlines.org and search Employee Perks. With that, it's time for trivia. Last episode, we asked listeners which type of goals are employees encouraged to set as part of their annual performance review. The answer was SMART goals. Congratulations to Kathy Johnson, an instructional designer who sent in the correct answer. Kathy, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch shortly to help you claim your prize. For this week's question, here's Dr. Blow. Thanks, Dan. This week's question is... Where is U of M's Addiction Treatment Services located? Again, where is University of Michigan's Addiction Treatment Services located? Once you know the answer, email it to headlines at med.umich.edu, and you can win a great prize. And anyone who sends in the correct answer will automatically be entered into a raffle to win an Amazon Echo. Thank you so much, Dr. Blow, for being here, and thank you to all of our listeners for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. And that's a wrap. wrap.